Hey, welcome to The Verified Christian. Where real Christians try to live verified Christian lives. Thanks for tuning in to The Verified Christian. I am your host, Casey Clement. Along with your other host, Matthew Oklachani, we're so blessed and so thankful that you guys came back and to give us another listen. That's right. We have got an excellent lineup of content for you guys for this new season. You know, we're talking about being verified Christians and how we can be verified in our Christianity. And one of those things is growing. If we're going to live a verified Christian life, we need to be growing, guys. That's right. You know, it is a Christian's responsibility. It's really our duty as Christians to grow because that's what God expects. Yeah, Peter writes to Christians in 1 Peter 2, verse 2. He says, As newborn babes long for the spiritual milk um, that you may grow thereby. That's right. You know, and even in 2 Peter 3, and verse 18, Peter also says there, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, going back to 1 Peter 2, verse 2, it really reminded me of when I went home a couple weeks ago to meet my nephew for the first time. That was really my first time to really hold a baby. I'd, I'd call me weird, but I never really liked to hold other people's babies. <laughs> I never get off on a tangent, but my, my sister always would feed him whenever he became hungry. He... He desired the milk of the mother so he could grow, so he could mature because he was hungry. That's how he gets his nutrients. Every baby gets the mother of the milk or a formula or some sort. But as a Christian, I need to be desiring the sincere milk of the Word. That's, That's exactly my right. nutrients. That's how I'm able to grow, to continue to mature as a Christian. That's exactly right. And, you know, growth is a natural thing. Uh, when we think about it, you know, growth is such a natural thing. We can look at, at plant life, right? We see a seed that's that's uh, planted in the ground. Uh, as long as it receives the sunlight it needs, the nutrients it needs, the water it needs, uh, that seed will push up through the ground and will turn into a great fruit-bearing plant or a great tree that provides shade. Um, we even see that in the animal kingdom, don't we? Uh, you know, I, I, I've got a puppy. He's seven, eight, eight months now. And uh, he's annoying as all get out. I love him to death, but chews on everything. But that's a part of growth. It's, uh, you know, a, a puppy that's born, he isn't born full grown, right? And so for a puppy to grow and to become a good dog, a good family dog, uh, there are a lot of bumps along the road of growth and, and uh, you know. Growing pains. Yeah, there's a lot of growing pains. And but that's just life. But it's a natural thing to grow. And think about this, too, when we think about uh, how it's natural to grow. Um, you know, if, if I pray this never happens, but your nephew, take your nephew, for instance, uh, since you brought him up. You know, if something were to happen that he didn't grow as he should, you guys are going to be very concerned for him, aren't you? Absolutely. You know, that, that would be an abnormal thing. And so for the Christian to not grow as they should, that's abnormal. You know, that's outside the law of nature. And as we talked about, you know, uh, what was it, uh, 1 Peter 2 and verse 2, you, you made mention of there, uh, Peter, inspired by God, says we should desire the sincere milk of the word. And he also said that we should grow in grace and in knowledge, 2 Peter 3.18 
God then evidently expects Christians to grow. And so if we don't grow, then not only is that a violation of the laws of nature, but it sounds like that's a violation of the law of God, isn't it? Right. I mean, there comes a time when we'll, where we will stop growing physically. However, our inward man is always growing. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16 says this, But though our outward man is decaying, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. And be honest with y'all, I'm getting more and more gray hair as I look in the mirror. <laughs> Don't look my way. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the, solid gray. <laughs> but the thing is, is even though I have matured and I'm not growing anymore as, as much as I want to, or um, I am called to grow internally just as much as it's natural to grow outwardly growing up, you know, as a as a human or as anything. The law well, of nature, right. we're always called to grow is what you talked about. That's right. It's just like we said, it's natural. You know, there's a good book that uh, that we actually use as a guide from time to time. And, and we're kind of discussing some of the things that are written in that book right now. But um, that's Brother Leroy Brownlow's book, Some Do's and Don'ts for the Christian. And, you know, he makes a point in that book that there are requirements for growth. Yeah, Casey, and one of those requirements is a new birth. And when we say new birth, obviously it's not the the go back in your mother's womb and be born again like Nicodemus uh, had a question about when Jesus talked about being born again into the yeah, kingdom. Yeah, in, in John 3. Right, but it's a, it's a new birth as far as coming out of the water as a new creature. The new birth, be, becoming a Christian. And so that is when the journey starts. That's exactly right. And that's I think that's something that Jesus was trying to get across to Nicodemus. You remember Nicodemus being a rabbi of rabbis. He comes to Jesus by night there in John 3. In verse 3, Jesus said, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Jesus even clarified that when he said, Being born of water and of the Spirit. So Jesus there very plainly says that a person must be born again. Uh, so Jesus speaks of a new birth to Nicodemus, and that's something that we can learn from today. Yeah, it's impossible to live or grow being outside of the body of Christ. We're called to be in Christ. That's the only way that we can grow spiritually. We must be in Christ. That's right. When we look at 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, and we see what the Apostle Paul said to those at Corinth, he said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he then is a new creature, and old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And so what Paul's saying there is that, that if we are in Christ, then we are a new creature. And so we can learn from that, that if we're not a new creature, if we haven't been born again, then we're not in Christ. Right. And it goes to say also, whenever Paul was talking about in that one verse about, you know, you were once this, you were once adulterers, fornicators, you're once all these things, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you, you no longer are those things, you have put on Christ in baptism, you are now walking in newness of life. And that's exactly what we need to do in order to begin this journey of growth. That's exactly right. And that, that brings forth the idea of the next point, the next requirement, if you will, uh, for growth, and that's freedom from sin. We have to have that freedom from sin. But, you know, before we get to that, I want to go back to something that Brother Brownlow had, had mentioned in his book. He mentions a, a story about a, a man who took an unusual interest in the church, and 
it's kind of strange uh, his idea of what he thought he was going to do. Some people had had taken an interest in him, and and some people thought that he was a Christian, but actually he was not. And and when they questioned him about it, he had said, "Well, I'm testing myself to see if I can live the Christian life, and if I can, I'm going to become a Christian." And Sadly, friends, it doesn't work that way. No person can live a Christian life when he's not a Christian. That goes back to what we said in 2 Peter 5 or 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17 that if we are a new creature, we are in Christ. And we can't expect old things to be done away with and all things to become new unless we're born again. And so we have to be born again so that we can have that freedom of sin and that's one of the requirements of growth. That's right. And uh, that old man, once we do those things, it's crucified with him. We put it away. And really, Casey, it takes commitment. You have to That's right. You have to say, okay, I'm going in the water. Now, this is a commitment for the rest of our lives. Jesus talks about counting the cost. Yeah, we have that freedom from sin, but we have to be committed. When we go in the water, we come out, we're going to live for him. We're no longer going to live that old lifestyle. That's exactly right. And, you know, and we've got to be aware of the commitment that we make. And we have to be aware of the fact that sin will actually stunt our growth. Uh, We said growth is a very natural thing. And if we're not growing, that's abnormal. It's not natural. And, And so if we don't take care of our sins, not that we're going to necessarily be able to um, absolutely clean our act up overnight. There are some things that it's going to take us some time to overcome because, you know, I mean, I, I think about alcoholism and I think about other things like that, that that it takes somebody a while to grow out of. Um, and but please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that, that uh, we can't overcome these things. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm just simply saying that if we don't commit to putting God first in our lives, then those sins with which we have trouble, those will uh, kill our spiritual growth. Yeah, Peter writes to Christians and says, in order for us to grow, we must put away, 1 Peter 2 verse 1 says this, putting away, therefore, all wickedness and all guile and all hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. That's First Peter two verse one. So that's a must if we're going to grow. That's right. And I'm going to go back to what you said earlier about our old man being crucified with Christ. Um, that's that's really what Paul wrote to the Romans in Romans six and verse six. Uh, you know, he said that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed or done away with, so that we should no longer be servants of sin or in bondage to sin. Also in Romans 6 and verse 16, uh, Paul even says that to whom you present yourselves as servants unto obedience, you are his servants to whom you obey, uh, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. And so we need to keep in mind that if we continue sinning, we no longer have the ability to grow because, as we said, the sin, it stunts our growth. We can't grow as Christians if we are still serving sin. That's right. And, you know, the Gnostics were teaching about um, it being okay to sin in the flesh and still have freedom from sin. Well, no. What's Romans 6 verse 1 say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound by no means? 
So we won't have freedom from sin, and we won't be growing if we're continually living in a sinful state. So that's what Paul was saying to them, to the Roman church, because they thought that they could continue to sin that's right. and still be free. They say, hey, I can keep having the grace of God wash over me as I continue to sin. And then Paul says, God forbid, let it never be that way. Let, it, let you right. never, ever think that's a concept at all. Yeah, don't don't even think that that's even a possibility, and and that's Romans six one and two there is so powerful uh, for us. And even when we think about Romans six and verse twenty three, we learn that sin is not only a transgression of God's law, but the wages of sin is death. And so that's pretty heavy when you stop and think about it. That's right, and we know that our iniquities separate us from God. It, Always, if we're had the freedom from sin, we we must be faithful. We must continue to obey Him. So that's right. And and you know, being free from sin allows us to grow spiritually as good Christians, so that we can reflect our image or the image of God through our lives. That's really our goal. That we verify our Christianity by striving to be just like Him. That's right. And so the third thing. In order for us to grow, and you cracked me up when we were at lunch talking about your daughter. She put like eight pieces of fish away, <laughs> fried fish, food. If we're going to grow, we must be fed. Yeah, you know the uh, the apostle Peter, as we referenced earlier in First Peter two and verse two, Peter said that we should desire the sincere milk of the word, which is without guile, that we may grow thereby unto salvation. Uh, you know, if we don't have food, we can't grow physically. And we said that growth is a natural thing. Food is a natural thing, right? We, we all have to have food. And so we have to have spiritual food if we want to grow spiritually. And there comes a moment, Casey, in our Christian lives where we need to get off the milk. That's and go, right. And go to the meat because I've I feel like so many people in the church and in Christianity as a whole today, they're still on the milk when they need to be on the meat. There comes a time where God expects us to be able to graduate from the milk and we're able to chew our, the meat of the word to really understand it and, and to be able to teach it to others. I mean, to get to the point where we can become elders, when we can become leaders in the church, when we graduate from the milk and start chewing on the meat. That's exactly right. You know, that brings to my mind what the Hebrews writer said in Hebrews 5, verses 12 and following. There he's giving a warning against apostasy. And he's warning them that they should uh, they should be growing and that they should be doing these things. And, and he's warning them that they, they not err. And notice with me what the Bible says in Hebrews 5, beginning at verse 12. The Bible there says, in the King James Version, uh, it says, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. So it's like going back to elementary school. Yeah, it's like going back to the fundamentals. Um, and he says, you know, and, and you are become as having need of milk and not strong meat. So there's the milk and the meat you were talking about. And then he says, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the world, uh, excuse me, in the word of righteousness, uh, just as a babe. And in verse 14, he says, but strong meat belongs to those that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. 
Yeah, so there's no doubt in the principles of God's Word, we graduate from one area of our faith to another. And and I'm sure it's gonna we're going to come up on it in here in just a second, but we're called to continue to grow always. There's never a point in our lives where we say, well, I know enough and I have arrived at the summit of my Christian life. It's never there. We always right. are called to grow. Always. We will never... We will never use the full capacity of our brains. We'll never be able to fill our brains to the fullest. You know, by living on the very milk of the word, we grow and we become able to digest things that, quite frankly, are a little bit more difficult to understand in the scripture. You know, nothing will take place of the spiritual food of the word of God. Nothing. Uh, I could I could love Brother Brownlow's book. I could love uh, any any book written by any of the major Christian authors. No matter how much I love those books, they will never take place of the Word of God. Yeah, nothing can supplement God's Word. Nothing can. And and I see so many things on Facebook and social media, like Jordan Peterson. Oh, he's a very intelligent man. And it has a lot of insight about things. But how about we go to God's wisdom and what he has to offer in terms of growth? That's exactly right. We feed our body. Think about this. We feed our body just like we did at lunch today, which if anybody knows me, knows that I love to feed my body. Okay. Yeah. I love food. But, uh, you know, we at least feed ourselves on average of 21 times in a week. So physically, we're feeding ourselves at least 21 times a week. Sometimes think, more. Sometimes more. <laughs> think about all the snacks. Oh, man, I love desserts. I do, you too. Know, I, I can't keep Cookie Two-Step in the house. I oh, no, I know. Through it. Oh, that's I'm my a, favorite Bluebell. Yeah, it is. <laughs> mine, mine too. I, I tried to go to lighter options now. I get Halo Top now. So it's like oh, I can yeah. have two pints of Halo Top to the one pint of Cookie Two-Step. So you got to count the cost there. So. Yeah, but we're still, you know, the idea, the aspect, the, the very thought of feeding ourselves physically 21 times a week on average, the question we should be asking ourselves are we growing as Christians? Because we said that if we're not growing, that's abnormal. Yeah, so we feed our bodies 21 more times sometimes than most of us feed our body twice, three times. I mean, we get three times a week. Yeah. yeah, we eat 21 meals a week, but we only go three three hours a week. Right, to, so to if scripture. we're not studying the Word of God outside of our worship times, outside of the assembly, uh, even if we meet for Bible class. Let's say we meet for Bible class. Think about this. Say we have Sunday morning and Sunday night uh, and Wednesday night. We have two Bible studies and then we have two worship services. That's four times a week that that most Christians actually even open the Word of God, sadly. Um, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say most, but a lot. A lot of Christians only open their Bibles that many times. Right. And we've got to be careful because if we feed ourselves physically 21 times in a week, how many times are we feeding ourselves spiritually? Correctly. That's right. Exactly right. And think about this. I know that we talk about it all the time. We've got to be studying more. We have to be looking in uh, to getting more Bible in. And so many people, they, they do that and they burn themselves out so quick. Implement slowly these That's things. That's exactly right. Because when you think about dieting, you're not going to go and straight cut out everything. You you burn out real quick. Yeah, we can't do that. So short steps. I mean, like you're going to the gym, you're exercising, you'll go for maybe 
20 minutes. And then eventually you get strong enough that you can add an extra 10 minutes um, here and there. Going harder than last time to get to get up there. So the but, same thing, feeding and, and exercising um, growth as a Christian, do it in steps. It's not everything at one time. That's exactly right. And I would like to, as we draw to a close today, I, I'd like to... To go back to what you said about exercising and things to that nature, we're actually going to talk about that next week. Um, and so if you will, tune in with us next week. We're going to talk about growing and, and exercising and how we can strengthen our spiritual bodies, not just our physical bodies, but our spiritual bodies. And, and we're going to talk about um, the things that we can do to be a verified Christian. Thank you all so much, and we appreciate your listening. You've been listening to the Verified Christian Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Give us a rating or review and subscribe so you won't miss any content. If you have any questions, email the verified Christian at gmail.com. Thank you.